It's time to replace our history of utilizing moments of silence with moments of voices. It's not time to remain quiet. It's time to speak up. Disruptors unite. Moments of voices seek first to understand habit number five, a Twitter post by Matthew Portel. This has been a really rough week in the United States, and while being interviewed on Tom Shimmer's educational podcast on Monday that focuses on learning, leadership, and life, he asked me what keeps me up at night related to education, and my answer to him was school shootings, since they just don't seem to go away. This was a day before the next mass school shooting would hit the news around the world. This has been a really rough week for everyone, in addition to the stress the world is already facing, and I'm sure those listening to this episode outside of the U.S. can feel the turmoil and have many questions. While I certainly don't have all the answers, I do have some thoughts that I think can provide some insight and hope for those who tune in. After this incident, while working on releasing our next episode, nothing felt right to me as I was writing. So I figured the best solution was to take a break from our usual episodes and think of ways that we could use this platform to amplify the voices left behind, like Che and Pav do so well, and highlight those who've been working in the trenches to provide solutions for those impacted by the events like we saw repeated this week. For returning guests, welcome back. And for those who are new here, I'm Andrea Samadhi. For today's episode number 218, and for this week's Brain Fact Friday, we're going to look at how neuroscience can help us to understand what's happening in our world today with some strategies we can all use to move us from a world of chaos towards hope. Before we take a look at these brain-based solutions, getting a bigger picture overview of the events that occurred this week is important. The K-12 school shooting database lists some charts and graphs that provide visuals of the issue, documenting each and every instance a gun is brandished, is fired, or a bullet hits school property in the U.S. for any reason, regardless of the number of victims, time, or day of week. There's a map that you can click on to see the incidents that have occurred by state, and it's eye-opening. Click on the link of the show notes, and you'll see for yourself There wasn't one state in the U.S. that was exempt. You can see some that have less incidents, but countrywide, you can see that no one remains unaffected. There's also another graph that shows some of the most recent and well-known incidents next to ones we might not all know by name. All the well-known incidents highlighted in red. We can see Columbine in 1999 with 13 people killed, Sandy Hook in 2012 with 26, Santa Fe, 2018, with 10, Parkland, Florida, 2022, with 17, and now Uvalde, Texas, with 21 killed this week. I share these numbers as visuals as a way to show that what Matthew Portell said is right on the mark. Moments of silence aren't solutions. It's time to speak up, but what exactly do we say? How do we seek to understand when things are so horrible and abnormal? Dr. Covey's timeless principles can help us all here. We must first seek to understand using Covey's habit number five. 
So how do we understand such difficult tragedies in our world? This takes me back to the work of American psychologist Dr. Daniel Amen, who's work looking at the brain through SPECT image scans that looks at blood flow and activity in the brain, where he looks to make improvements and further balance the flow to improve brain function. His work in scans weren't widely accepted when he began years ago, but he now helps people who come to his offices from across the country and world, from well-known sports athletes to celebrities to regular people, to look at their brain and get to the root of their health and well-being from the brain level. He's famous for saying, when our brain works right, you work right. Dr. Amen focuses on why this behavior is occurring, which is habit number five. As he explained on a recent Instagram post that the brain of Kip Kinkle, the shooter from the Thurston High School shooting in Springfield, Oregon, that was in 98, was shown to be toxic, damaged, and dramatically underactive. Dr. Amen said it was one of the worst 15-year-old brains he's ever seen. And he reminds us that we have to talk about brain function whenever behavior is so awful and abnormal, and that if we understand why his brain is this way, he thinks possibly a lack of oxygen at birth, then we can do something about it. But most people get medication without understanding their brain. Dr. Amen shows a healthy brain that's smooth, even, symmetrical, versus his unhealthy, underactive brain when he points to the brain of the shooter. The challenge with this strategy is that we don't have SPECT image scanners in our classrooms, or any brain scanners at all for that matter, to pinpoint those with an unhealthy toxic brain so that we could actually do something with this information. Dr. Amen is working on making brain scans that he offers more accessible, which only the future will tell, and aren't immediate solutions. But there still is a lot that researching the brains of people who are committing these crimes can show. Since a SPECT image scan can only work on someone who's living, since it measures blood flow and activity in the brain, they can also look at the brain of someone who's died to see what can be learned. Just by looking at the razor-thin slice of the brain of Aaron Hernandez, who was a football player in the NFL who was arrested and convicted of murder of Odin Lloyd and ended up committing suicide in prison, It was clear that his brain was riddled with stage 3 CTE, a neurodegenerative disease which has four stages and has been found in athletes like football players, boxers, and soccer players who endured repeated concussions and other blows to the head. It's also been associated with memory loss, cognitive dysfunction, and suicidal thoughts and behaviors. While brain scans are not an immediate, but a future solution for everyone, I thought about what else we could do as we reflect on the events that stopped us all in our tracks this week to give us some peace in the middle of this chaos. Dr. Amon says often that he's in the helping business, showing that his brain is hardwired for altruism. Frederica Fabricius, a pioneer in the field of neuroleadership who joined us on episode 27, reminded me this week that one aspect that's very important for our brain is purpose. When we help others and behave in altruistic ways, our brain is flooded with the happiness trifecta. Dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin, they're instant well-being boosters. Doing good for others helps us to feel better 
and research has shown that our brains are hardwired for altruism and purpose, which brings us to this week's Brain Fact Friday. Did you know that doing good for others helps us to feel better? And from the research of a postdoctoral fellow at the University of California, Los Angeles, Leonardo Christoph Moore, that our altruism may be more hardwired than previously thought? Besides Dr. Amen, who's helping us to understand why people behave in abnormal ways, we also have people in the world who take this understanding to another level by actually doing something about the problems that they see. This leads me to highlight the work of Daryl Scott, the father of Rachel Joy Scott, who was the first student killed at Columbine High School, and he founded rachelschallenge.org that focuses on his daughter's life with this legacy, not her death. Daryl Scott has spoken to over 5 million people in live settings around the world, not counting the millions he's spoken to through programs such as Oprah, Larry King Live, CNN, and the Today Show. He's authored or co-authored five books and meets with politicians and educators regularly concerning issues of school violence. I highlight Daryl Scott in this episode, even though there are others taking a stand to end violence in our schools, but I had the chance to hear Daryl Scott speak when he keynoted at a school counselor's conference in Arizona, and it was back in 2018, and it was an event I'll never forget. While he talked about the importance of safe schools and provided a timeline of the shootings that occurred after Columbine, he took us back to the person who created education in the U.S. in the first place, Horace Mann. Scott reminded us about the principles of the father of education, one being the importance of making education inclusive for all children. He asked us to think about where we are today with helping students feel safe and included in our schools, making us all think to where U.S. education began in the first place. For this week's Brain Fact Friday, where doing good for others makes us feel better and that we're all hardwired for altruism, I hope we can all think of how we can move forward with understanding and go the extra mile to help others in need. We might not be able to solve all the world's problems at once, but doing a little bit every day to help others can make an incredible ripple effect on the world. I know we can all do this and look for the ones who don't stand out in the crowd to help. While writing this episode, my alarm went off and I had to pick up my youngest daughter from her last day of school. While I was driving her home, there were these two kids walking up the sidewalk. One kid looked like the older sister, and she was way ahead, and the youngest was far behind, and she was struggling because it's close to 100 degrees in Arizona right now, so you get the picture. The little one walking behind dropped a folder of papers all over the ground, and her older sister didn't even notice. She just kept walking, and now the two girls are far apart. And I'm writing this episode and thinking, look for the ones that don't stand out in the crowd. And I'm thinking, this poor kid, it's her last day of school. She just wants to get home. So I stopped the car and I helped her pick up her papers. And I'll never forget the look that she gave me when she said thank you as she just went up the street to join her sister who was like saying, what took you so long? We all have a story like this. Maybe you've helped someone walk across the street or you've shown your kindness in some other way. But we all know now that our brains are wired to help others in this way and to do more of this moving forward. 
To conclude this week's Brain Fact Friday, where we're looking for solutions to the problems we see in the world today, we went back to Dr. Daniel Amen's work where SPECT image brain scans could help us to understand why terrible things happen in the world. Using Covey's Habit 5, seek to understand first. But until the research catches up with everyday practice, we can all remember that doing good for others helps us to feel better and that our brains are hardwired for altruism and purpose. When we find that purpose, like Daryl Scott, who founded Rachel's Challenge, this can improve our well-being while our message goes on to help millions more around the world. Keep our eyes open for those who could use our help and take action when you can. We can all make the world a better place because our brains are hardwired to do this. I hope this weekend that you surround yourself with those you love and that you can think of ways that you can help others around you as we do have the ability to make change over time, which does require action, not silence. See you next week. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com. 